Hello, hello. I am Christian Parraga, and this is Kensho, Growth by Pain, where you can get experiences from guests, hoping they will give you insight moments. Today, I am with Monta Vilmsom. She is from Segulda Lativa. She is now based in Panama and Florida. Monta is the founder of Omsom, where she shares yoga meditation practices and she encouraged people to get on their journey. Since very young age, she has been curious about traveling about different places around the world. She is into nature and new things for her. Till now, she's been in 50 countries traveling or working. However, in the past four years, she has started to give more time and focus to yoga, meditation, and exploring different healing practices. Monta, welcome to Kensho Podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, we've met in London Real, of course. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here today. I'm thrilled to have you here and, have, and learn from you. And Well, since we've met in uh, the course, how is podcasting changing your life? Um, I love how it can bring me to people in a much um in another level i would say like i i have friends all over the world and they are into healing and this and that but we have these conversations on and off but something like hey can we can we call for 40 minutes and just talk people would be like hmm, why but if you ask someone hey can i interview you for a podcast for 45 minutes on on a topic about um, nutrition or something they're like yeah sure so it's, it's been opening the doors for a really great and um, I can ask specific questions that I really want to know or that I that can bring value. So I, I've been enjoying it and it's just the beginning. <laughs> As you said, it is the beginning and it's really awesome. Yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will start with the big first question of the, of the podcast and it's uh, the hardest moment in your life and how it helped you. So I think the hardest moment in my life just happened actually last year. Um, I was um, I was actually traveling. I was in Montana for this yoga kind of retreat. And um, I think it was a morning or something. I was just chatting with my brother because he had just won the silver medal for basketball championship in Latvia. And then I was on a phone with my mom and, and we're also chatting a little bit and and I went to do yoga, came back, and I get this message from my sister. She's like, oh, my God, something horrible just happened. Uh, and she couldn't even, like, it, it was like, it was such a scattered message that I didn't understand. And I was like, are you joking? Uh, like, she's like, your brother is in, our brother is in, in the hospital. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I was just chatting with him. He was going home. And, um, and I called her and the thing that happened was a gas tank exploded in our family's house. So, and, um, my brother got really, really badly burned. Um, so that was the moment when, I, and, and when, I mean, the whole thing was like for three days, we didn't know if he's going to survive. The first thing, you know, when someone gets burnt, usually the burns go more inside. And the first they said like, you know, it's like 70% burns and you, you just like, you just sit on that and you're like, this, this is not happening. He just like, he just won a silver medal. He was just happy kid going back from the capital 
and and this thing just now like it's just like you can't comprehend it especially when it's someone so close to you and um it it was i i didn't even like i i, I couldn't understand what's happening really at that moment um and then i spoke to my mom because my sister was my sister is younger she's um she's a teenager so i spoke to my mom and and we were just like you know what whatever like we can't do anything more or less than just pray at this moment whichever god like at that point you're like whichever god or whatever you want to believe in but just send good thoughts and and i learned that the mind focus was the strongest thing because all those bad thoughts come in constantly they're just like if he and i would just be if he no i'm sending good thoughts to my brother he's going to be healed and it was the hardest practice of meditation it was it was insane yeah so it all like he survived and he's good and really healthy now and much better than we expected but the moment yeah i think that one was the, like the, the worst moment i could have last year wow well that is really sad and touching but I, I i'm sure as you said uh, to practicing or do the thoughts it's really hard but how did you do it anyway or you just try to meditate and focus or so i mean like you know meditation all different methods but whether that time because i would be mm, you know you're just constantly checking your phone to get to get some new information and then there's like you know five hours of no information or maybe 10 hours of no information and i was like okay this is the time i can apply something that i've learned and yeah it's just constantly like the thought because what comes in things come in like what if he dies uh what if he's like so badly burned that he's he can't i don't know like his arms don't work like what if what if he can never move in a certain way or play basketball like you know all these like what if what if so i would be like really sitting and it's like what if i'm like no he is healthy he is healed i'm sending all my energy it's like what else can i do and then at the same time i was i remember talking to my mom i was like okay and we also have to make sure that we are okay that we sleep a little bit that we breathe a little bit that we have this because i believe we're energy so if i want to send good energy to my brother i need to be in a good energy space as well um and only that energy is going to help him me okay of course i was crying but crying like i wasn't crying like hey oh my god like this is the worst thing ever i was crying because there's no, nothing else you can do at that point so just like really catching your thoughts i would say catching your thoughts and it's like no i'm not giving for this i'm sending the healing energy i'm sending good thoughts i'm thinking good things i'm thinking he's healed i'm thinking we're going to receive good news you know stuff like that like really but super super hardcore towards myself as well but really not allowing those those bad thoughts coming in because they they're just like they're there <laughs> they're very present and yeah and taking care of yourself because you also can be super exhausted you're like i don't know what to eat i, I can't sleep i'm just crying and this and that but i was like i was like to my mom no we have to you know like go to sleep 
he's going to be fine. We're not going to receive any good news, uh, any, any news in the next few hours because, you know, doctors are not there. So just rest and this and that. And yeah. Um, so in a practice, practical way, that was a, uh, approximately like that. Mm, I understand. So when you were trying to, uh, let me uh, get more about this experience because uh, there are people who, For example, they just realize they have a bad uh, health situation. And of course, thoughts like that come to their head. But when they are trying to do the, send the positive uh, thoughts and do that, I think it comes fear also. Mm -hmm. What do you do with fear in that moment? In what way do you mean fear? Like you were saying, Uh, what if uh, my brother could die, you said, and it mm -hmm. comes with fear that did mm -hmm. you, what did you do in that moment with the fear? J we just change thoughts or you? Yeah, some, some I would just be like, what if? And I would be like, no, no ifs. Like, um, and I would at some point, you know, like when you get that, I would be like, I'm grateful for whatever we had as well because i mean gratitude is such a, a strong strong emotion and i was like i'm grateful for the moments that we had and for everything that he had in his life and i'm and also like a little i would allow acceptance that i mean he's a soul he's on his journey this is something that had to happen to him that's like what he chose as a soul coming to this world i would say like I, I never wish anything like that for anyone, but okay, this has happened. This is a fact now. Um, so allowing, okay. Or I mean, like if it's also something to you happened, this is my journey. This is something that's going to teach me. Um, and probably most likely it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you grow. So you can allow the thoughts, but not, but in a very productive way. Um, I think, If the fear comes in, what if I never can do this sport again? Okay, but what did I learn from that sport? What can I teach others? What, what, how does it like, you know, improve me as a person, I think? Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, very good insights. And it, it's really interesting that sometimes people uh, with the thoughts like that, the, the fear, They're just trying to push you, push them away, like try to hide them, but it's hard. It, it's harder. I don't know. Uh, when you try to put a feeling away, it comes back stronger. <laughs> of course, yeah. And I, I don't think it's also like, it's not very practical because energy-wise, you're just pushing something away and you're using that energy for that. So probably allowing, but being really productive with that. Um, asking good questions to yourself is is this thought helping me at this very point how can I change it to a more productive one or more more positive or more healing you know great thank you now I'll change a little bit of topic <laughs> I want to go about your journey about traveling how come and what age did you start traveling um, I think my first bigger like a longer trip was when I was 16, we had this 
someone said there's this youth Christian meeting in Lisbon, Portugal, and this, and they go by bus and it's like, you know, I don't remember how many countries you stop and it's just like, <gasps> my eyes were like all wide open. I was like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> so I saved up this money and like we went, and I was like, I was in a church, but I wasn't in a Catholic church, but it was just, you know, like a way of, <laughs> of getting somewhere and, and it was, I was amazed. Like, you know, we went to Venice, we went to Monaco, we went to these monasteries in, in Alps and, um, uh, and then Lisbon for me being at the Christmas time somewhere where you can put your feet in the water and it's not actually like freezing cold was amazing. That was like the best thing ever in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the first one. And then, um, I just really, really wanted to see the world, the travel, and I would hitchhike, I would uh, use couch surfing, I would have no money and still travel somehow, just like to get, get around and see places and spaces and meet, and meet people and, uh, and learn, yeah. That's awesome. And what could you say that traveling helped you? Mm, so, f I mean, first it was more like I wanted to see places, you know, because you're so curious and you're also like what others, like, you know, were telling you what traveling is. And then uh, because I never had really money, so I would hitchhike, I would meet different people on hitchhiking and you're like, oh, hello, can you bring me somewhere? <laughs> and uh, and then uh, couch surfing as well. And that I think, um, even though there were, you know, like some maybe uncomfortable or not so nice uh, events on, on the road, but uh, people are people are good. Like people want to help. You, you never realize how much, like when you hitchhike and when you couch surf, you actually realize people, people want to connect. People want to, you know, bring you to the place where you need to go. They want to take care of you. If you're a different, like if you're a person in their country and you've never been there, maybe you're lost, like people, people are good. <laughs> and then I think later at one point I kind of was like, I could afford travel more comfortably. So I would, you know, like use a plane, use a bus and, and sleep in guest houses. And I kind of lost that human connection. And I stopped for a while. I was like, I'm not just going to go somewhere because I can't go there. I was living in Asia and it's like, everything is cheap. You can just jump on a plane, be in another country and explore a thousand things. But I was like, no, I want to wait for that moment when I really want to. And then I, I decided I'm, I'm just going to go for trips that kind of align with my beliefs or align with something that I'm looking for. And that was like when I got into yoga and I went to Costa Rica to this jungle village where they practice yoga, meditation, Osho meditations, a lot, plant medicine. And I was volunteering there. So it was, it was a very different experience. And since then I kind of like, I would, I had for a while follow the yoga for travel. So I would just go to a place where I could do yoga or, or something related and yeah, and it brings a different aspect for traveling. Um, but definitely you learn so much about also social conditioning. Um, you know, eating loud in Vietnam is totally normal. Whether it's like back home, my mom would be like, no, Monta, like close your mouth when you're like eating pasta, noodles, whatever. And then in Vietnam, it's like, you're just like, the louder, the better. So now I've noticed sometimes I'd be like eating at home and like, Monta, this is really loud. But I'm like, I'm by myself. I can do the Vietnamese style. <laughs> so yeah, these different things really bring the awareness of like how you've been conditioned a lot as well, I think. And 
and that you can be whoever you want to be at the, you can just choose it if, and sometimes you can just move to another country and, and be that person maybe. Yeah. That's or less true. like that. Yeah. Yes, totally true. It traveling is really amazing. It helps a lot and you learn a lot. It is wonderful. And lately you've been uh, staying just into places or still traveling like before? I've been actually, that's a, that's a good question. I've been staying in places because since um, um, I had a year when I was like, you know, 12 different places, I would just be intensely moving. But uh, uh, that was the year when I went to India as well. So a, a lot of changes occurred in that year. It, it was hectic and I could feel that I travel and I don't know, my body kind of like didn't like it anymore. I would get sick more often. I would feel like more tired. I would gain weight even if, if I wasn't eating and like really silly things. And I was like, this is not really great for me. So I was like, okay, I promised myself to stay in at least for three months in one place, which kind of gives you like more habit routine feeling that everything is safe and okay. And, or if I can stay somewhere for longer. So actually Panama last year was the longest place where I, uh, where I've been. I was there for, for a year. Um, I was still traveling to other places on and off sometime, but, uh, I was, yeah. And I was good because it's a different connection with a place when you stay longer and with people. And I was, start, I started teaching yoga meditation and, and you just connect and, and it's very, very different. It's, not so much the surface stuff you go deeper you make friends and and you kind of like yeah um it, it was good good experience that's nice and i think it's it leads to omsom all uh, at a <laughs> time can you tell us a little bit about it yeah so I, I had my instagram account for some time and i would always be quite socially active on on social media um but then I, um, actually I was going through, um, my husband said that he wants a divorce and, um, I was like, okay, I think it's a good time to start practicing gratitude, <laughs> which I had been thinking about some, some time. And I was, I, I knew like I could just write down in a journal at the end of the night, but I knew I would have horrible days when I will have nothing. So I was like, okay, I'll just post it on Instagram and Facebook. And, and I know people, people don't care. They, they mostly just like pictures and they don't read the stuff you post anyway. So I was like, this is just going to be for myself or accountability that I do it every day. I was like, okay, for the next, I don't remember, 40 days, I promised myself I'll write five good things that happened to me throughout the day on my Instagram, post a picture, whatever. So I started doing that. And then I was thinking, okay, you know, like this is actually, it, it, it starts, it changes you. Gratitude practices change you. And especially if you do it like I did, like every single day, even there were like most horrible days, I would find something to, to write like five things. And it kind of went into, um, I wanted to share more, but I didn't believe that I can write. I was like, English is my second language. Uh, I'm afraid to make mistakes. I was teaching English at that time. I, I need to be perfect. Uh, you know, like um, if I'm a teacher, I have to, you know, there, there shouldn't be any mistakes. Uh, so I had these m many, many things. But um, after this one meditation in India, I was like, I would really actually regret if I haven't uh, shared my journey in a way, some experiments, some 
some experiences because they might might just give you an idea of what you want to try or or you you know I don't know if it it helps at least one person why not to share and you know it's it's their responsibility to follow me or not so I just like took it more I was like okay I'll I'll try to write uh, it kind of got in the mix with like I would have a really great meditation. I got inspired by some thought and I would just write about it and, and just post. So I was like, I want it as a platform for, to inspire people to share what I'm doing and to become more open. So if at the beginning I was just sharing the good stuff or maybe just a little bit, I got a bit deeper and I, I started sometimes sharing what is not so great. Uh, and yeah, and just like, more or less like looking what's happening within me and then how it changes me from, I mean, from believing that I can't write, that's ridiculous. Now I'm, I'm looking like, what, what was I thinking? Like who cannot write? It's like everyone can write. <laughs> so yeah. And, uh, and then uh, more and more into, you know, yoga meditation kind of, and, uh, and then using it uh, to reach out for more people to, to come to my retreats and or come to my yoga lessons when I was teaching in Panama and now more podcasting, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is nice. Interesting history about it. Uh, and it's like a life, life designing project. Cause at one point in my life I was working and I was like, you know what? I rather, I, I rather have a little bit less money, but I have more time to design or kind of like really like discover what I how I want my life so I would go into a lot of like learning I would listen to videos and and try to find out about courses and if I can afford them go and do them but kind of like take the thing of like life design I mean you 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 buy designer clothes, you have an interior design for your house or I don't know, a certain car. They're all designed by someone, but your own life. It's like how many hours have you spent on actually like crafting it or like looking at what you, how you want it. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm just going to have this, my own project here. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing because it is really life changing when you do that because it's like uh, letting be life or constructing your life. So uh, mm. when you start building or designing your life, it's, it takes the responsibility, of course, but also it is a great journey because it is yours. You're designing it. It is awesome. And let's talk about your healing practices. Mm. I want to learn what... What do you do or how do you practice this healing? Is it like Reiki or some others? No, more like I would, I have been experimenting with things. So I would, I would say like meditation or yoga is a healing as well. But I think from the bigger ones, I think the plant medicine, I tried Iboga. I think it was three years ago. Um, I was more or less, well, I, I was reading Ram Das and Ram Das, as much as he's like, you know, meditation and all this loving awareness, openness, he also had the experience with psychedelics, which was for me, it's like, wait, 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 that's not so spiritual. <laughs> but, but I really loved him. So I was like, but there has to be something if he has done it. <laughs> so I was like, you know, curious about it. And, um, 
my boyfriend at that time, uh, he wanted to quit smoking and he wanted to try psychedelics. And I was like, I want to try it because to see like what's on the other side. <laughs> and what's that uh, meditation where you can get. So uh, we tried the boga, which is similar to ayahuasca because ayahuasca, I think it's like most of the people nowadays know. Um, and it was a great insight um, into many things, but really, really... Um, a lot of information, a lot of, you know, a lot of visuals and all that. So I think it healed some parts in a way. And I've been trying some other plant medicine like mushrooms or mushrooms, peyote and, uh, and uh, San Pedro, but a, a little bit on some basis and very like shamanic um, ceremonies. And, um, and I'm curious about microdosing now because I think that can open up some gates as well. And then uh, from other healing breath work, um, that has been a super powerful because that's something so amazing that you have your breath all the time there with you and just breathing is, is amazing. And lately, well, since I started practicing Kriyas for yoga, we, they always say, go, you have to have a cold shower before. So I'm now getting into this like Wim Hof, what is, what is his science behind it? Because I've been doing it, but I haven't been doing it with such a like, I've been doing it because we were told to. And I know it's good. They said a couple of benefits and this and that. But like now I'm like, okay, what's there? Because that's, that's another healing exposure to cold because I'm like super, I'm like I freeze and I, I think my brain freezes as, like together with, with a cold temperature and I, I'm just like, ah, I don't like it. And so different things like that on um, where I go to some workshops or I, uh, I meet someone who is into, into something, uh, into pr practicing some, some of these things. So yeah, I've been experimenting. That's nice. I, I heard about some, especially here in Bolivia and close to Bolivia, there is a lot of ayahuasca, as you mm -hmm. said. It's around Peru, Bolivia, Guatemala also. And uh, it's very known and also practiced for ch with shamans and other uh, kind of uh, things related. And... It, it requires a preparation also. It's not like going yes. there and it's very spiritual. It's really interesting. Yeah. And about the cold showers and the hot <laughs> I've tried. It, it was interesting, but somehow I stopped doing the cold showers and I'm just, I, I know I, I want to go back, but I say to, my, to myself, I'll do it tomorrow. I mean, it's just yeah. because it's really hard doing the cold showers. <laughs> it is. It's super hard. And now, like, I will be sometimes going like, Wim Hof, Wim Hof, Wim Hof. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, it's so cold. Yeah. But, oh, another practice I, I forgot to mention is silence. So I was eight days in silence last year. And after that silent retreat, I was like, silence is something as I think as valuable as the breath work for me, because they're both free. They're both available anytime, but you have to have a discipline for it to practice it like regularly. Um, so yeah, I was like, I want to share it. So I started doing retreats with a day in silence. And that was a, that was a great experience to bring to others because I, I don't, I don't know who has spent a day in the silence doing nothing. Like ask people, 
no one. <laughs> yes, no one. <laughs> no one. It's like, hey, have you spent a day with yourself in silence? They will say like, yeah, like I watched Netflix all day. But like, no, 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 like doing nothing. What, what does that mean? <laughs> and That's, you yeah. did eight days, right? right? Yeah. So I've, uh, I've been following Sadhguru, which is a guru in India. Uh, well, based in India, but he, he teaches Kriyas, meditation, yoga, and he's got like eight-day silent retreat. But uh, it's like eight days of you are silent with yourself, but you do a lot of meditations, which are actually quite quite loud. You can have like chanting, you can have like screaming, or we had dancing, walking, this and that, but you don't communicate with people at all. And um, yeah, it was... a uh, it was quite a journey. You you really get to like see that you're not as as good as you thought you were. <laughs> you get a very very good insights there. It was like you were talking with yourself. The only person you could talk then it was you. Oh my god! Yeah, that's such a person that is just like going on a thought train about all those. And should I go back to Panama or should I go to Vietnam after this silent retreat? I'm like, why didn't you decide before the silent retreat? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah really interesting i did try to be silent one day because i've heard about the silence it could be really nice mm -hmm. well interesting to to understand yourself but it's really hard <laughs> it is hard. it's hard but it's also like i think it brings you to the place where where everyone like you need to meet yourself at some point in your life um and very often we're I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. I'm like, especially for women, you know, we are raised in a, in a family. And then once you leave the family, you very often, you, you get a boyfriend or a husband and then you take care of them. So you, before you take a care of, or, or like you're kind of in a family, one group, and then you go to another group. Okay. It's a couple, but, but when are you like really alone? Like, when do you understand what do you like for breakfast? Because you most often will make something that everyone likes, you know, or like we're so much like, you know, this like, oh, I think this is my decision. But if you really sit in a silence and ask those questions, you understand that so, or I'd say like most of the decisions they're made just because of others. And you might think no, but they're actually like after some time, you're like, yeah. This is, again, another thing that I've decided because of, of others. Amazing. Yeah, for sure I have to try. <laughs> and... Yeah, let's sit in silence now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast finished. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the time in silence. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, let's go back. And I will ask something about you, uh, about the success that you have. What is... If you could choose one habit or a tool or something that made the change in your success, what is the thing that you did? I think as a concept, discipline. Because anything that I've done and that has been super, super effective is because I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do this for 40 days. There are no excuses. 40 days doesn't matter if I'm on a train, plane, if I feel good or bad, because that, like, that has brought me to, to the worst like, discipline for sure. Because I've, I've been traveling and being alone a lot. 
And some days you wake up and I mean, like, you don't have to be accountable to anyone. You can just like spend the whole day in the bed and be sad. But okay, no, like, I'm going to do my yoga practice, I'm going to do my meditation practice, or I'm going to, you know, I know movement is good for my body. I know this is good. So discipline. So something that you, you're kind of maybe thinking of like, oh, I was thinking of trying this new, I don't know, diet or the cold shower. Okay, promise yourself 21 days, no excuses. Like, just think that's super, super effective. And then um, for me, meditation, definitely. Um, either just sitting in the silence uh, or breathing or chanting. Um, and I would suggest to anyone just try different ones. But also, once you find something that you kind of see it's working or it's a little bit, there's something in it, stick to it for 21 days, for 40 days. Stick to it after. If it doesn't work, just whatever. You know, but most of the time something is going to click and you'll see either you go to another practice or you continue with that one. Yeah. Great. great. And if someone wants to start like meditation, days is meditation is breathing or which one do you suggest? Um, also depends on a person. Some people will like the guided meditation where the teacher tells them you're now at the, on the ocean side and you feel the waves and this and that. I, I get sometimes annoyed by those. <laughs> so I just sit in silence. So I think you do have to find yours. Um, but also something that challenges you a little bit. Like when I started this Sadhguru on YouTube said that chanting is very efficient. And, and I was like, I'm like, um, I'm not going to do this. This is loud. <laughs> but I, but I, I was like, mm, but, but I mean, like what, 21 days, if it doesn't work, whatever, like I can do it for that time. And I actually, I started doing it and it was just like saying ah seven times, then ooh seven times, and then mm seven times. So together it's like aum sound. And, and I, I experience that I get like more energetic, that I'm kind of like I do this and I feel like really good and I want to do, like go and do things. And, and I was like, okay, maybe he's right, you know. So I would suggest go to, like if you have a teacher, find a teacher, um, or go online. I mean, everyone is now reachable. The same like we're listening to this podcast from, you know, hundreds of countries around the world. Uh, find a teacher who you resonate with. Maybe it's a belief. Maybe just like the teacher. Ask the teacher. Try something that they teach. Because um, the teacher, I think it's, it's a very good connection. Like I've connected with the teachers and then I've started doing what they do as well. Um, yeah, and then you see how your journey unfolds and maybe go to something, you know, something else. But experiment, like let yourself experiment and and just do it for 21 days, for 40 days, stick to it. <laughs> awesome, awesome advice. And uh, I will follow also. Try different meditations. I did try uh, some, especially OSHA types of meditations mm -hmm. that are different. And also biodance. I don't know if you heard about biodance. It's like um, in group. And is dance. it similar to aesthetic? No, it's yeah, dance. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really. But you just like because um, they're they're called here in the states. They call them aesthetic dances. Like people just gather 
uh, Sunday morning, they just dance for like good two hours and you just dance by yourself. You don't dance actually with anyone really, if you don't want to, like if you want to, you can, but is it something like that? Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Is it more guided or? It is guided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the times I did, it was with a person who already were guiding us it had to a group. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like really interesting. It was, not necessarily dance it with, but it was like dance it with yourself and the same with the group. Mm -hmm. It likes, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. That sounds great. Cause I, I tried also aesthetic dance, which would be like, yeah, you, I would love dancing, but you know, you go out and it's a different atmosphere. If you go to a club, it's, I mean, you can still dance, but where you gather with people who are, we would do like yoga before and then we would dance and, and you just like, you just sweat for a good two hours. And, and I rec like, I realized it does move some energy in, inside of me that I had never experienced before, especially because it's such a free movement because you don't have to dance with someone. You don't have to adapt. You just like, you truly feel your body and you like move whatever it needs to move, you move and, it, it's a it's a good I miss it like I, I would dance sometimes at home just like you know put some music on and dance but <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's different yeah. when you do it in a group where you have that energy as well exactly yes and as you said you don't well it's different like dancing in a place in a disco because you are like adapted or, or getting adapted around the surrounding when it is kind of things is just you expressing yourself with it with no well, expressing yourself and without noticing everyone. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. with, probably without looking for an approval so yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then I, I would realize it's like really like you can feel your body so much better because you're like, okay, do I need to move this arm like this? You don't think if it's going to look funny or not because you're just moving and it's such a freedom like it's, real amazing it's really amazing yeah, yeah. and well i'm going to the closing uh questions i will ask you the last three ones that is the best advice you received that's first one which one do you remember i don't remember no i i know i know that i wrote it to you now i'm like what did i write <laughs> But I think it's something about not listening to others <laughs> on those lines. <laughs> no, I don't remember who said that, but um, it's so true because very often people, if you also practice more awareness, you realize we so often just re, uh, react instead of just thinking and then saying something that whoever comments on you, says something to you, if it's not valuable, just like really don't listen to it because often people just have a bad day and they just like, they just say whatever they want to say. Uh, they don't think about it. Um, I've, I really experienced that through both of the things that were kind of heavy in my life through the divorce and through, through my brother. Cause I would be like, people are like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I was crying all day. Like I, I can't like get over your brother. I'm like, stop this, what you're saying is not helping my brother at all. If you want to say something useful, just say, I prayed for him and I'll be, thank you. Like that's when I think you kind of, you, you know, like we, we have these things socially imprinted on how 
how to react to things. And very often you, you would be like, oh, but that person said that to me. I'm like, yeah, and I, now ask again why they said that. They just said it because it's a normal thing to say to anyone. So really, if someone says something to you, evaluate it. If it was from like a deep down inside place that they truly mean it, then you can take that advice. Other than that, just don't listen to it. People just say and think whatever, and they think for three seconds. You know, that's how long their horrible opinion lasted. And then they're moved on to whatever is important in their lives. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that advice like from others is just like, thank, thank you for listening, you know, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for sharing this. This was actually a TED talk. There was someone says something horrible to you. You can just say like, thank you for sharing this. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and to the other side, uh, what is the worst advice you received? The worst advice I, I remember as well. Now, like, what did I? What did I write? <laughs> You'll have to remind me on this one. Um, I, um, actually, the worst advice in the same way when people just don't think what they're saying, and you and you actually take that advice. I think just being very critical because for me, you know, one of my teachers once said, like, I'll never speak English. What a crappy advice, right? <laughs> but, but I still remember it. And like, you know, it, it was with me for a long time. Or, or you know, like people commenting on, on my food choices or something. Um, whatever, I think uh, someone tells you just evaluate from from where they told you that and is that really valuable in your life does that bring value to you mm, exactly. yeah yeah awesome awesome and the last question is how do you see yourself in five years i i see myself more open um in a way of how i'm sharing things and because um, i see that whichever fear i overcome might it be like, I can't write, I don't like my voice in podcasts, or I don't think I should be sharing so much. Um, every fear of mine that I overcome, I just realize, oh, oh my God, it was just like this fear. Uh, so I see myself more open and more doing, like more communicating the things that are really important um, for myself and, and growing. So it's, Still on a journey, but um, maybe with some things more more stable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's an endless journey, uh, actually, and it's an amazing one. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. And if people would like to know more about you or follow you, what is the best way to reach out? Probably Instagram, Omsum. It's O with tri triple M. <laughs> S-O-M-E. Um, yeah, that. And then the same website. Um, I think everything is on Omsome, Omsome podcast, Omsome Instagram, Omsome website. Um, yeah, and definitely if someone is interested in, in anything that I was talking about, reach out and, um, and follow and, and see what I share on my podcast. And if you want to be a guest, then just get in touch. Awesome. Great. However, I will put the links uh, in the description of the episode uh, so people will be reaching out easily and before we finish the episode uh, is there something you want to say before 
Well, I'm really grateful for you for inviting me because it's, it's another fear that, you know, your journey is maybe not valuable enough to share, <laughs> but it actually, you know, like you talk a little bit and it's like, oh, okay, like I've done this and it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> so I think it's, 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 I really appreciate that, uh, that you are doing this podcast journey for yourself and that you can bring value that, uh, to others because it's, it's something that. For those who want to listen, it's going to be valuable and uh, we should do it. I <laughs> uh, appreciate. And as I, I think all, all journeys are valuable. So that's why you're, uh, and especially your story will help. I'm sure it will help a lot of people understand because uh, they can relate to you. That's why. And mm -hmm. I'm I really am thankful for your time uh, for sharing your story. Thank you so much, Manta. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. And see you until next time. <laughs>